Hello, Masters of the Making. I'm your host, Mike Miller, and I want to welcome you to Simple Self Mastery. Simple Self Mastery is a self-help podcast dedicated to giving you the best in health, wealth, love, happiness, and a little peace of mind five days a week. I'm excited and honored to welcome our guest today, Coop Blackson. Coop Blackson is author of the best-selling book, You Are the One, and is widely considered the next generation leader in the field of personal development. A charismatic visionary and transformational teacher, Coop Blackson offers a fresh, bold look at spiritual awareness for a whole new generation. He has been featured on Larry King Now, National Morning Show, Fox and Friends, and more. Coop, welcome to the show. It's great to be here, man. I've been looking forward to it uh, tremendously. Absolutely. Likewise. And Coop, before we continue, is there anything you want to add to spice up that intro? Well, uh, I could go on for the, probably the whole podcast. Look, I was born in Ghana, West Africa. My father's from Ghana. My mother's Japanese. I grew up in London. I now live in Los Angeles. I travel the world uh, sharing a message of inspiration and hope. And for me, you know, my first memories as a young boy was literally feeling a deep calling to serve humanity. I remember being age five. And so for me, being in the self-help personal development field isn't just a business it's or a career decision. For me, it's a calling. I remember being age five and I felt this deep calling. I wanted to serve people. I wanted to help people. I felt the sense that my life wasn't my life. So from a very young age, around six, seven, eight, you know, I, I became very obsessed with really asking myself the questions, who am I and why am I here and what's the purpose of life? And growing up in London, you know, in a very poor part of London, I would see, and I got a scholarship to a very uh, prestigious school. And so even though I, was, you know, I grew up quite poor, yeah, uh, some of my schoolmates were like the president of, of uh, countries, uh, their children. And so I also grew up in this privileged environment. And I, I asked myself the question, why do some people who seem to have everything seem to be unhappy and not miserable? And why do some people who have nothing seem to be fulfilled and, 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 and happy? And so uh, this became my obsession. And I, from a very young age, I started reading literally hundreds of books from age 8 to 18. I probably read 800 books in the realm of psychology, uh, spirituality, meditation, really just trying to understand uh, <clears throat> why we're here. Uh, you know, right. why, who am I? Why are we here? What's the purpose of life? And so, uh, you know, in a nutshell, uh, one of my first memories, too, was literally seeing a crippled woman crawling on the floor and wiping and picking up the sand that this man walked on, wiping, up, wiping it on her face, this man was my father. I grew up seeing blind people see, deaf people hear, people stand up out of wheelchairs. My father was a miracle worker. My father was a healer, considered the miracle man of Africa. Uh, he founded about 300 churches in Ghana, West Africa. So for me, at age eight, uh, I started speaking in my father's churches. Age 14, I was ordained as a minister, given the mandate to take over my father's churches. But honestly, I knew that that wasn't my path. I knew that that wasn't my destiny. I felt a different calling. But you know, from a very young age, I was I was literally too afraid to honor my truth. I was too afraid to uh, follow my path because I was afraid if I truly uh, followed my soul, my knowing, my intuition, my path in life, my destiny, that I would be abandoned, I'd be outcast, I'd be alone, I would lose my father's love. And so, uh, cut a long story short, you know, when I was 18, I left everything behind and... Uh, won a green card in the lottery, felt a call. I wanted to go into a field of personal growth and self-help and won a green card in the lottery. And that's when I really felt my 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 destiny calling, came to the U.S., two suitcases, uh, $1,000, and uh, showed up here. I mean, I could keep going on and on, but that's, wow. you know, that's when my journey began. And 
and uh, for the last god knows you know 18 20 years it's been an amazing journey in the u.s and i've been traveling the world the last 15 16 years uh sharing and teaching so that that's the nutshell wow yeah that sounds like a fantastic journey full of tons of insights and twists and turns and success and failures and challenges and just as you were speaking on that you know i just thought of the idea that you mentioned a couple of times was you felt a calling, like an, yes. an innate sense of this is what you had to do. And how did you really learn to honor that? Because I know you mentioned you had some fear and some trepidation. Yeah. How did you really yeah. dive into that? Yeah, you know, I felt this deep calling. I remember being a young kid and I, I just I wanted to help people. Then all of a sudden I'm 14 and my father says, hey, my son's taking over the churches. I thought I am. And I knew honestly in my heart that that wasn't the right path you know that time when that those moments in life where you feel this sense like something is off maybe you're in the wrong relationship maybe you're in the wrong job or the wrong career or just going down the wrong path and you just have this deep knowing i think i felt this knowing but i was i was afraid it literally so i went along with my with what my father wanted for my life and what i found is there are no shortage of people who think they know what's best for you and will try and pigeonhole you and put you in a box and i just wanted to make people happy and so when I was uh, for about four years I went through this internal hell because I knew the truth inside and so when I was 18 I looked into my future and I saw that I could follow the expected path the path that everyone society friends family my father everyone wanted of me but if I followed the expected path I might be successful by everyone else's standards but I realized if I don't have myself I might achieve success by the world standards but without myself I have nothing and then I looked into the the path that I was called to go down and this this new path the path of the unknown and many times we're afraid of the unknown uh, but that's really where growth lies and I knew that that's what I had to do and so for me I had to I decided nothing and no one was worth my freedom nothing and no one was worth my happiness I looked into my future age 30 age 40 age 50 age 60 and I saw and I projected myself into the future and I saw wow if I followed the expected path what kind of life would I be living? And I felt literally such sadness and I allowed myself to feel the sadness. So for me, one of the keys to really transforming your life, one of the keys, one of the things that keep us stuck that I had to shift, what really shifted for me was I knew the truth in my heart, but one of the things that keeps us stuck are all the ways that we lie to ourselves. Mm -hmm. So what I had to do was literally have the courage. And I think we all have to do this if we want to live authentic, fulfilled, and happy lives. I had to have the courage to tell the radical, the honest, the authentic truth to myself. One of the ways that keeps us stuck are all the ways that we lie to ourselves, BS ourselves, and then we settle and we rationalize. Ah, we work a job that we hate or that we know is not allowing us the fullest expression of our gifts, our talent, and our purpose. And we say, well, it's okay. I should be grateful. It's not bad. People have it worse when deep down we know we hate it. It is so not aligned or we're in relationships that we know it's just it's, it's not it's not in integrity with our souls, with our spirits. And we know it. And so the first thing we have to be willing to do, I say, look, happiness and fulfillment is simple. I've had the opportunity to work with literally thousands of people, tens of thousands of people around the world, many one on one clients, billionaires, celebrities, entrepreneurs and everything in between. And I tell people this, happiness is simple. It's not always easy, but it is simple. Acknowledge the truth, feel the truth, tell the truth, 
live the truth. But what stops us is our fear, fear of losing love, fear of being abandoned, fear of being alone, fear of not being liked. So we have to be willing to let that go. We have to be willing to release that totally. So one of the first things that we have to be willing to do is tell the truth. So ask yourself, if you're listening to this conversation, no matter where you are in life, ask yourself this question. And I think it's an honest conversation that we have to be willing to have with ourselves daily. What lies what lies am I telling myself? Where am I lying to myself? What lies am I telling myself? Number two, what am I pretending to not know? Pretending to not know because deep down I find that we do know. I had to be willing to tell the truth to myself. And as, as a young man, as a young boy at that time, uh, the truth was this is not my truth. This is not my life. This is not my authentic calling and purpose. I have a different destiny. And so we have to be willing. One of the, th- one of the, uh, the things that the games that we play with ourselves, I see as human beings is this game of, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what I really want. I don't know if this relationship is right for me. The game that we play is a game of I don't know and a game of confusion. Like, I, I'm so confused. Right. I, I don't know when deep down, We do know. I mean, how many times have we been in relationships, perhaps in the past, romantic relationships, perhaps in the past? And, you know, we're in this relationship and we go back and forth. Is he the one? Is she the one? Shall I leave? Shall I go? And the moment that we break up with this person, we tell our best friend, I knew that wasn't going to work. I just I just knew it wasn't going to work. You know, deep down, we know there is a knowing. But you see, to own our knowing is a responsibility to own our knowing and 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 take and take responsibility for that is actually the first step to or the, one of the first keys to really uh, taking on and embracing your power for the mo- as long as we play this game of confusion and I don't know and I'm not sure we always have the opportunity to blame someone else you know we don't have to really own our knowing and then we, we once we own our knowing we no longer have any excuses and so I find sometimes it's easy to play the game because we we get to to have the the, the false excuse of well I, I didn't know I wasn't sure and, and but deep down, we do know, and we are not victims. So take a look at what lies am I telling myself? What am I pretending to not know? Then really be willing to feel. This is where a lot of people get stuck too, is be willing to feel. What is it costing me? What are telling these lies? What is it costing me? Many times we know the price and the cost of being in a relationship that is not aligned. We know the price and the cost, working a job day in, day out, that we hate, the toll that it has on your soul when you feel gifts and creativity and artistry and things you want to give the world that aren't being expressed. I think one of the greatest pains as a human being is feeling gifts and talent and creativity inside of ourselves that don't get expressed and 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 to hold back our love to hold back our gifts to hold back our creativity is painful and i think many times we get we feel depressed and we feel you know unhappy because we are actually holding back and it takes a lot of energy to hold back and feel that inside so actually feel the pain of what the lies that we tell ourselves cost us because one thing that we do is sometimes we feel the pain and then we, because it's painful and because we're afraid, uh uh-oh, if I really acknowledge and tell the truth, if I really feel this pain, then I might have to make a change. I might have to do something about it. I might have to change my reality, take some action. And so what we often do is we numb it, we suppress it, we distract ourselves, we shop it away, we social media away. We just do whatever it takes to not feel it because when we don't feel it, we kind of numb ourselves and it allows us to perpetuate the lie. 
Remember, happiness is simple. Not always easy, but it's simple. Feel the truth, acknowledge the truth, tell the truth. Then ask yourself, what's the, what's, what's the worst that could happen? What's the worst? For me, as a young man, I had to ask myself, what's the worst that could happen? The worst is I don't speak to my father again. And for me, obviously, that was a very painful thing. But what I had to do was I had to make peace with the worst case. Could I deal with that? And as painful as it was, I realized, you know what? If it means following my path, if it means following my true purpose in life, I'm willing to deal with that in order to be happy because I know anything else, I know living a lie won't make me happy. And so uh, I think if, we, if you begin by asking yourself those questions, it's, it's definitely a start. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, I love the idea that, you know, it really is simple, like you mentioned, but oftentimes it's not always easy. It's, it's such a crucial, crucial thing. I think a lot of us confuse because we do think it's we get overwhelmed and unfocused by the, the daunting prospect of it all. But like you said, mm -hmm. it's just really about figuring out your truth and living in alignment with that. And so, yes. you know, on your, your whole journey, obviously you've mm -hmm. achieved some success and some happiness, but there's also been challenges and failures along the way. We all experience these things. But for you, how has a failure or apparent failure set you up for a later success? Or, you know, do you have a favorite failure of your own? Mm, I mean, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's funny because this sound might sound cliche, but I, I, you know, from a very, I think from a very young age, I learned to not just see things as failures. I learned to not see it as black or white. For me, everything in life, we incarnate into this human existence as human beings with one purpose, to grow and evolve. And I always say life doesn't care about your comfort. Life itself is an evolutionary process. Life itself is a process of evolution. We've been evolving for billions of years. Life cares about your growth and evolution. And every single situation, every single experience in life is designed, I believe, in my paradigm for your growth and evolution. Every relationship, every situation, every challenge, every so-called failure. So for me, everything is learning opportunity for your soul. Everything is learning opportunity for you as a human being to become more, to evolve more. For me, life is a school. Life is a school, and we all have our own in quotation marks, you know, curriculum, and everyone is your professor, and everyone is your teacher. And I think when you start seeing life, as this evolutionary learning opportunity, you move beyond the paradigm of success and failure. To me, real success in the old paradigm, it has been defined as, you know, money, attainment, achievement of a goal, mm -hmm. achieving your goal. And if you don't achieve the goal, then you have failed. I believe that is a kind of a one-dimensional way of looking at the world. There might be moments where you achieve the goal, but you compromise yourself in the process. You achieve the goal, you got the goal, but it wasn't what you really want. Many times you get what you thought you wanted, and you actually attain the car, the house, the dream, the what have you. You get what you thought you wanted, and when you get it, you realize, wait a second, this is not what I really wanted. I got what I thought I wanted, but it's not what I really wanted. It's just what I thought I wanted based on who I thought I was. And I'm, if I'm not really in touch with who I really am, even though I got what I thought I wanted, I'm not happy. And so here I am, you know, on top of the mountain with the car, the house, the relationship, the, the life I thought I should have had as a young man. And I'm still not happy. To me, that is not 
success. It might be success by the outer standards, but by the inner standards, you could say we failed. I believe there's no such thing as failure unless you are no longer growing. You can be in a relationship and married, but miserable and, you know, lying to yourself, cheating, lying, compromising yourself, not honoring yourself. I don't care if just because you're together, that doesn't mean you're successful. So real success for me is a redefinition. Real success is the degree to which you are growing and evolving each moment, each day. Real success is the degree to which you are becoming yourself each moment, each day. Real success is the degree to which you are learning the lessons that every relationship, every challenge, every difficult time has lessons for you. So the degree to which you are learning the lessons inherent in any situation, to me, is success. It doesn't matter if shit falls apart. It doesn't matter if life falls apart. Obviously, it's not pleasant. But ultimately, so long as you are learning the real lesson for which you are going through that situation, you are growing, you are succeeding. You may be, you might be in quotation marks, failing on the goal line, but you're succeeding, you know, on, we'll call it the soul line, you know, and and so that's the real growth. That doesn't mean you can't have both. I think you can thrive financially and materially and you can grow. But here's what I found. There's many, you could say, times when I haven't got what I wanted. You know, there's many moments in life where I tried for a TV show. I, you know, 15 years ago, 12 years ago, I wanted a book and it didn't happen. At the time, I thought it thought I wanted it to happen. Look, here's what I want people to know. If you are an entrepreneur, you have a dream or vision, and you say, could I've tried and I've given everything and I've tried and I've swung for the fences and not, it doesn't seem to be working out. My dreams seem not to be manifesting. What's wrong? Am I, am I not practicing the law of attraction? Is something wrong with me? Am I cursed? Does life not love me? What's happening? Does this personal growth stuff doesn't seem to be working? Here's what I'll say. Sometimes what I found for myself after many moments of Things not going according to plan or things not manifesting in the way I wanted them to manifest or in quotation marks, you could some might call it a failure. I find that many times when you don't get what you want or when, when things don't go according to plan, it's actually grace. It's actually grace of the universe, grace of life supporting us. So there's a few reasons I think things don't happen or things don't. Uh, manifest or work out or some people might say we failed number one what you thought you wanted or the goal that you went for that you thought you wanted was not really your authentic true goal it was just what you thought you wanted based on who you thought you were what your parents wanted what society wanted and many times we're going for the wrong goal our ladder is on the wrong wall so take a look at if what you want if what if what if the goal you're going for doesn't manifest, it's either because it's not really your authentic desire. It's it's what just what you thought you want. So take a look and recalibrate. Go deeper and really have the courage to say, is this goal authentic for me? Is it what I really, truly, truly, truly want? The second thing is you might thought you failed or it didn't manifest or you didn't manage to succeed or or manifest the vision or the goal, but sometimes It's the nature of the universe. It's timing. It's not quite your season. It's not quite ripe yet. The the consciousness of the culture isn't ripe. The time isn't ripe. The the season isn't ripe. And so it just might be timing. We have to learn to trust the timing of the universe. Sometimes I like to call it divine timing. Life has a timing. Life has an intelligence. And everything has a rhythm. You might, you know, you you might get, if you're listening as a woman, you might get pregnant. And you might say, well, I just want my, my, I want to just give birth in a month. It takes nine months. Everything has a rhythm and a season and a timing summer spring we have to learn to honor the rhythm of our life 
the stages that we're in. And so just because what you wanted hasn't happened yet doesn't mean you failed, doesn't mean it won't happen. It's just not quite the right time yet. Thirdly, the other thing is uh, sometimes you aren't quite ready yet. You have a vision or a dream. You know, I had a vision or a dream for a book many, many years ago. Uh, I wanted to make this book happen many, many years ago. My, my best-selling book, You Are the One, came out about 18 months ago. And it, you know, I, got, I got a multi-six-figure deal with Simon & Schuster. It came out. It was a national, national bestseller, not Amazon, national bestseller twice. And so, you know, 10 years ago, eight years ago, the timing wasn't right. I wasn't quite, let's say, ripe and ready yet. And so sometimes we're given a dream and a vision at a particular moment in our lives. We've downloaded an idea for a business, a concept. But I believe dreams are evolutionary. Dreams uh, take us on the journey of becoming, of fulfilling the dream takes us on the journey of having to become the person who is capable, available, ready, uh, aligned, and, and truly able to fulfill the dream and the vision. So sometimes when we're given the dream and the vision, we are not quite ripe yet. We, as human beings, aren't quite ready yet. So at the stage that we're at, it's not that we failed. It's just that we still have some growth and evolution to do as human beings in order to ripen and become the person who is able to truly fulfill the vision. That's another reason why I found things don't happen. Lastly, <clears throat> sometimes simply our strategy is off. The strategy and the way we are going about trying to manifest the dream and vision is, is a little off. And, I, and so if you think you failed, things haven't happened, just realize uh, there's opportunity to check one of those four points and recalibrate. And so I look at times when I was rejected many times by publishers many, many, many years ago, rejected. They said, Koo, do this kind of book. Koo, this isn't right. This isn't ready. And, and when I look back, I thank the universe. I'm so grateful that at that time, my book wasn't published. At that time, a publisher didn't say yes, right. because the journey I went through over the following years to build my career to, to refine my craft, to understand myself, to become a vessel in a vehicle uh, was amazing. So that by the time my book actually came out, I was truly ready to serve purely with integrity and have a huge impact around the world. And my book has gone on to, you know, sell a lot of copies and impact people all around the world. And, you know, I've had the opportunity to, as a result, go on Larry King and Fox and Friends and national TV and on and on and on. And so for me, I'm just grateful. So just know Failures aren't failures. They're, they're opportunities to go and learn, opportunities to show you who you are. To me, life is simply um, uh, 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 life is a mirror. Life mirrors to you where you are at in your own consciousness. Life mirrors to you your own unconscious, your own belief systems. If you want to see where you're at in your evolution, if you want to see who you are, Take a look at your life. Life is the mirror and life doesn't lie. If you don't like what you see, don't blame life. Don't blame God. Don't blame the government. Don't blame the president. Don't blame your friends. Don't blame your parents. Simply turn the finger in, look at yourself and realize, okay, what do I need to change within myself? What do I need to shift within myself? Because if you do that, then life will mirror something different back to you. Awesome. Yeah, I love those paradigm shifts. And that, that just shift in perspective, like you said earlier, you know, it's not necessarily about reaching the goal line, but the soul line, living in alignment and ultimately yes. achieving those internal changes and shifts to find true success 
I love that. And Coot, we're, we're, we're reaching tons of value here. We're diving mm. deep. And so I want to shift gears a little bit here. We're approaching yes. home plate to what I call okay. the moment of mastery where you can share tips, resources, and insights directly to our listeners. Are you ready for this? Let's do it, man. Let's do it. What is one daily habit that contributes to your personal success? One. Oh, my goodness. One. Only one. Yeah. <laughs> only one. If I could only give one, uh, there's more than one for me. But if I would give one, I would say meditate. Meditate daily. Sit in daily silence for about 20 minutes. Go inside. Still your mind. Connect to source. Connect to the deeper dimension of your being beyond your mind, beyond your thoughts, beyond your ego. You are not your mind, your thoughts, your body. What you are is an infinite expression of the universe. When you connect with that, you tap into a whole other level of power within yourself. So I would just encourage people, meditate daily. Meditation is not some woo-woo thing. It's just the, the opportunity to become still and go beyond. And so meditation has been key for me from a very young age. And this kind of maybe a transition to our, my next question is when you feel over <clears throat> overwhelmed or unfocused, how do you approach that? What do you do? Yeah. Overwhelm, you see really ha doesn't just happen in any moment of overwhelm. Usually something is happening in a moment of overwhelm. Usually you have gone into the future. <clears throat> we don't realize it in the moment because our attention is hijacked. Well, you have gone into the future. You're in the future, worrying about things in the future that aren't here right now, that haven't happened yet, and thinking about all the things in the future that might happen, that could happen, that could go wrong, that might happen, and all the things that you need to do uh, that aren't really here right now, thinking about all of them at once. So you think about all of the things that you need to do at once. You think about all of the things in the future that aren't here right now, and you're thinking about all of the things in the future that are out of your control. That's how overwhelm happens. So in a moment of overwhelm, when you feel the emotion, the anxiety, check your attention. What I mean is ask yourself the question, where is my attention right now? And you will see that your attention is not in this present moment. Your attention is not here right now. Your attention is in the future, worrying about things that you can't control. Worrying about things that, that, that are way out of your control. So bring your attention. You must become a master of your attention. When I feel overwhelmed, I check my attention. Where's my attention? And I bring my attention back to this moment. I stop thinking about all the 50,000 things I need to do tomorrow because literally you can never get all of them done you know, in, in one moment. All you can do is one thing at a time. So, what a, so I ask myself, what's... What's the next action step? What is the next action, one action step I can take right now? And then also I look at what is in my control and what is not in my control and really break it down. And when I really focus on what is in my control and stop worrying about the 70 million things that aren't in my control, you will find that overwhelm stops. And if you look at, well, can I make this one phone call? Sure. Do I feel overwhelmed waking this one phone call? Probably not. Great. Focus on the next action right now that doesn't mean you don't have to have a plan that doesn't mean you know sometimes i write down everything i need to do in the future i write it down put on a piece of paper so i can quantify it see what it is see what i need to do so i'm not living in la la land i have a real reality perspective on the things that need to get done and then you can only do one thing at a time focus on the next action what is in front of me right now and that's it Really, it helps me live in the now, live in the moment, live in the present. And when you're in the present, when you're in the moment, when overwhelm is always a sign that you're not here right now. You're not in the present right now. So when you're in the present, when you're in the moment, you will find that overwhelm drops and stops and you'll be present 
and available to this moment. Love it. The power of the present moment. And Coot, what is the book or books you've given most as a gift and why? Or what are one of three books that have greatly impacted your life? Uh, I've got to be honest that, you know, the book I, I this is going to, this is not a self-promotion, but the book I've given most is my own book. You know, you are the one, uh, because I just love it. But the book that probably has impacted my life. Wow. You know, I think so many books, honestly, have impacted my life at different stages of my life. When I was a young boy, you know, I, I read many books, uh, the seven, I remember when I was about 12, 13, Stephen Covey's book. Uh, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People at age 12, 13, really just shook me and impacted because it was so simple and so systematic. Uh, Deepak Chopra's book as a 13, 14-year-old, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success, was was really, really powerful. Uh, <clears throat> 17, 18 years old, The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho was uh, just an inspirational sort of journey at the time. Uh, spiritually, you know, in terms of spiritual books, the book by Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, the founder of Transcendental Meditation, uh, The Art and the Science of Being was, was really uh, impactful for me at that time. So those were those are three books that I think are just simple and, and basic and just uh, good foundations for people. Fantastic. Yeah, we're going to put some links to those in today's <clears throat> show notes page so people listening can dive in and learn uh, their own insights. And what advice would you give to a smart, driven college student about to enter the real world? Uh, well, um, advice. There's several things I would say. It's not just one because I think life is, uh, life is simple. Life is multidimensional. Uh, number one, truly honor yourself. Honor yourself. Honor your knowing honor your truth listen to your intuition and never do not compromise your deep knowing <clears throat> and your deep intuition that's number one number two to a college student i would say travel you're a college student this is a moment of your life travel 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 learn about people learn about cultures you will find as you learn you will learn so much about life about the nature of life about yourself about humanity you will realize that even though we're all different you know 170 or have any plus countries black white green orange ultimately we're all the same we want the same thing and so <clears throat> travel immerse yourself in different cultures you will find out a lot about yourself i would also say to a college student get around people who have walked the path, find mentors, people much wiser and older than you, get around them, learn from them, sit at their feet, serve them through learning, through observing, through serving them. You will learn so much that it will accelerate your success. <clears throat> the other thing I would say is tell the truth, tell the truth to yourself as a radical practice. The other thing I would simply say is, look, and this might be an overall, this isn't just for college student. I would simply say life is short. It's over in the blink of an eye. Before you know it, you will, you will die. You, me, Muhammad Ali, David Bowie, Bob Marley, we will all die. None of us know when that moment is going to come. None of us know when our time is up. So I would just invite everyone, college student, young, old, black, white, green, orange. If today was your last day, today was the last day of your life, would you be ready? Would you be ready? And if not, why not? Are there people you need to speak to? Are there people you need to forgive? Are there people you need to express? You know, the people in 9-11 <clears throat> had no idea that they weren't coming home that night and looking their loved ones in the eyes to say, I love you, or to say, I'm sorry. The people in the Southeast Asian tsunami or Houston, you know, disasters had no idea 
that today was their last day. None of us know. And so to me, life is precious. At the end of our life, you can't go to God or whatever you believe when you meet your maker and say, God, universe, can I just get a refund on those two years that I wasted in that job I hated? Can I get a refund on those five years in that marriage that I knew wasn't right from the beginning? <clears throat> life is short. So please live with no regrets. Many times we live like we have forever, yet every second is a precious gift that I think we are here to maximize. And so uh, really take on every moment as a precious gift. That, those are a few things I would say. Awesome. And thank you so much for sharing that because it really is so true. I, In fact, I carry around this this stoic coin that says memento mori, which is, you know, remember death as a reminder mm -hmm. that life is futile and fragile. And yes. finally, where's the best place our listeners can go to learn more about you, what oh, you wow. do and your work? Sure. Yeah. I mean, thanks for that. First, it's been a, you know, it's been a lot of fun being on, on this uh, podcast with you and, you know, I just feel your passion and your, your sincerity. So been a been a joy uh yeah if people feel inspired by this conversation you know uh, there's so much more i would love to connect with you shoot me an email shoot me a message uh facebook is one opportunity just type in my name coop blackson instagram coop blackson but uh one of the best ways there's two ways my website my main website www.coot.com you can find out about my events and seminars around the world I travel around the world, but also uh, if someone, you know, if anyone listening to this conversation is inspired and perhaps feels ready for their next level, one of the things I'm uh, most passionate about that I invite people to explore and connect with is I do an event twice a year, 12 days, deep dive, transformational immersion seminar experience in Bali. Uh, it's called Boundless Bliss. The website is www.boundlessblissbali.com. People can Go to that, watch the video, find out more, connect with me there as well. Would love to hear from uh, anyone and everyone. Just shoot me a message. Let me know that you uh, heard me on this amazing podcast and just would love to hear some of your takeaways. If you have any other questions, just shoot me your questions. I'd, I'll do my best to answer. Absolutely. Awesome. Masters in the making, listening, go check out Coot and his work. And go check out simpleselfmastery.com. Type in Coot's name in the search and it'll shoot you over to the show notes page of today's podcast for links, resources, timestamps, and an overview of what Coot and I discussed today. Coot, I want to sincerely thank you for sharing your journey with all of us here at Simple Self Mastery. You mastered the mic and shared a ton of value. Thank you, and we'll talk to you soon. If you enjoyed today's episode of Simple Self Mastery, please show your support by subscribing, leave a five-star rating, and a review. It is my honor and privilege to provide you with high-value, free content five days a week and I'd be humbled by your support. Keep learning, keep listening, and keep working towards your own personal self-mastery. Thanks, and we'll catch you later.